Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom Chaverim, that's Hebrew for hello friends, and Shabbat Shalom, that's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. Today you'll hear an interview with Ken Wilsker, a friend from way back when. You're going to love it. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shammai Israel. We are a messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m. Please join us for worship. And while you're in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open on Wednesdays from 3 to 5, Thursdays from 2 to 5, and Saturdays after services up till 1 o'clock p.m. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit the Congregational Building. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester, New York area, be sure to visit Shemayos Royal and the Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. Shalom, 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 since I've been on the air for 25 years, you can imagine how much music I have in my iTunes library. I love all of the songs, and some of the songs I play more than others. Here's one I haven't played in quite a while. I love Marty Getz's voice, and I love what he's singing about here. For Zion's sake, listen to the words and pray for the peace of Jerusalem.
keep silent for Zion's sake. I'll not hold my peace for Zion's sake. For This is Marty Getz, and you are listening to Bagels and Blessing. For all you folks in the Rochester area, please put February 25th on your calendar. We're having a variety show, and we are having a bake sale. And guess who's coming to do a little concert? Sue Samuel and her husband Brian. It's going to be an amazing night, and we have raffle prizes all night long. So that's February 25th at Congregation Shemias Royale, 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton.
That was Ted Pierce from his new collection, Ancient Gates. That comes from a prayer that is chanted in Jewish synagogues all over the world. It's a liturgical prayer. And I'm going to tell you what it means in English. Eternal Master, who reigned supreme before any creation was created, when it was finished according to his will, then King, his name was proclaimed to be... When this, our world, shall be no more, in majesty he still shall reign. And he was, and he is, and he will be in glory. Alone is he, there is no second, without division or ally, without beginning, without end, to him the power and sovereignty. He is my God, my living Redeemer, rock of my affliction in time of trouble. He is my banner and refuge, filling my cup the day I call. Into his hand I commit my spirit when I sleep and I awake, and with my spirit my body. The Lord is with me. I will not fear. Hallelujah! That was exciting. Well, this is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings, and in just a little while, you'll hear my interview with Ken Wilsker. Here's the song Avinu Malkenu, arranged by Greg Silverman, and you'll hear three-part harmony with Joshua Aaron, Paul Wilbur, and Greg Silverman. Avinu Malkenu.
Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air Heating and Cooling, 585-889-7840. And here's Joel Chernoff with Holy Unto You. Kadosh Lecha Kadosh, Kadosh Lecha 
That was Paul Wilbur, For Your Name is Holy. Hallelujah. Well, here's a word from Earl Schillinger about Bagels and Blessings, and then my interview with Ken Wilsker. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 1454. 46-0192 and you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. Ken Wilsker, welcome to Bagels and Blessings. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Well, I'm really thrilled because I met you and your beautiful wife Flora and your son years and years and years and years and years and years and years ago. We were all so much younger than Oi. And, you know, it's yeah. it's been quite a while, and this is the first time I've ever even had you on the program, and, you know, better late than never, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you were raised? For example, were you raised in a religious Jewish home? Sure. I was raised in a Reformed Jewish home. We, we were not terribly observant, but I did go to Hebrew school for many, many years. I had a bar mitzvah. Um, and then I actually continued my studies and was confirmed when I was, uh, I guess, in, in ninth grade, eighth or ninth grade. And then, um, so we didn't, we didn't, you know, we weren't very observant. We did go to high holiday services together, which was really a highlight of my, uh, I spent a lot of time with my dad uh, at those services. And uh, so, and I, and I had a, a very, um, so I was very very familiar and and my Jewish identity was very very um, very clear very strong and um, you know, I grew up in a, in a pretty much all Jewish neighborhood on, on Long Island New York so um, there, there was a few a few scattered Italians but other than that pretty much until I got to junior high school it was pretty much all Jewish well, I'm I'm very fascinated when someone grows up in that kind of environment. How did you ever find your way to recognizing that Jesus is the Messiah? Well, I, I spent a lot of time searching, uh, Ethel. So um, I was soon after my confirmation, I uh, pretty much left uh, Judaism, um, and uh, I was searching for God in lots of other places. Um, I was searching for God in uh, Eastern religions and philosophy and all kinds of other ways to, you know, to do that. Um, and I, I, and I, really ne I never really got cemented anywhere. Um, during that period of time, Ethel, there was not one person who shared the gospel with me. Not one. Okay. Uh, I never came across that. And uh, interestingly enough, though, because I was so open-minded, I even I bought a New Testament. I had a New Testament because, you know, Jesus was one of those, you know, religious leaders. And I was just trying to be fair. I mean, I, I had books by, you know, all the, the Eastern uh, religious leaders. And, um, you know, so I thought, well, okay, you know, I'll, I'll uh, I, I never read it, but I had one. 
<laughs> oh, wow. Because I was so open-minded, Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no one ever shared the gospel with me. Um, and then uh, I, I ended up going to, during college, I actually ended up going to a Unitarian Universalist church because I was still searching. And then and when, I met, when I met my wife, who soon would become my wife, we actually got married uh, by a Unitarian Universalist minister. Um, and um, so, and the reason we ended up in the Unitarian you know, uh, congregation was really because there were lots of mixed couples, lots of Jews and Gentiles, and um, you know, we had that in common. Sure, so it, sure. It, was, it was a very you know, welcoming place, but it, it was really devoid of God. So, um, but, you know, and we never heard, we never really heard the gospel. So, um, it wasn't until much later, Ethel, that, um, after we were married, uh, Flora and I were trying to have children and we were having difficulty having, uh, you know, conceiving. And, um, so we finally decided that we were going to adopt and we, and a month later, we, uh, when, when our son was born, Sorry about that. <laughs> when my son was born, um, we found out that my wife was pregnant. And um, unfortunately, at, on Christmas Day, we lost that child. We named, we named him Christopher, uh, 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 you know, because of Christmas. Of course. And then Aww. the following, the following uh, Christmas, we lost uh, child number two um, on Christmas Eve. And uh, we named her Kristen. For the same reason, uh, the following uh, Christmas, and we were heartbroken, obviously. Okay, yeah. Um, but the following Christmas, we lost uh, my wife's father. So for three Christmases in a row, um, it, it was like it was like a wave of grief and sadness. That's so tragic. And oh, it was tragic. <clears throat> it was, and and I had no ability to understand what that grief was i had no context um my my jewish background didn't didn't prepare me for this all my eastern religious uh wanderings didn't prepare me and uh, nothing really prepared me and uh unfortunately I, you know uh I, I would i would i was i was just trying to escape the the feeling you know i was i was in total uh, grief and um one day i was I used to channel surf just to kind of escape, and I, I happened to turn on a, a very prominent Southern Baptist preacher who was preaching a, a, a sermon on forgiveness and having a second chance, a chance. And at that point, you know, in my life, my marriage was falling apart. I was falling apart. Um, nothing was making sense to me. I was just going through the motions. And at that point, I finally heard the gospel. I heard the gospel truth. Um, and I said, you know, I said to myself, I've tried everything else. I've done everything else but Jesus. And I said, if Jesus can help me, I'm open. And, and honestly, from that point on, it was, it was, it was almost an immediate weight that was lifted off my shoulder. And, and, um, and my, and, and my wife, noticed immediately that something was different about me <laughs> she could see i was paying more attention to her i was more attentive i was i was listening better i was seemed to be more peaceful and then we we started watching the program together and and she you know she's from a a catholic background and she said boy i never i never heard this stuff this stuff before and um and so we started to um we started to watch and, and we, I bought a Bible and I was reading my Bible again and everything, everything was, was coming off the pages. Jesus was coming off the pages, old and new Testament. It was, it was just incredible. And, um, and then, uh, you know, we joined, uh, I got baptized in a, uh, with my son at a uh, Lutheran church. <laughs> I, I know I, I would, you know, it's funny, Ethel, I would uh, go to the library and pick out these books on Christianity because I knew I was, I, I was a believer at that point, but it, and I knew I had to kind of go to a church, but I didn't, I didn't know what church to go to. So, you know, I, I, I thought all Christianity was the same, and I started reading 
you know, about this denomination and that denomination. And I read, uh, you know, and, and I, for some reason, um, you know, I, we went to a, a Lutheran church in town and we, we, we felt at home there for, for a bit. And, um, and we got involved in ministry and it was just a, a magnificent, magnificent time. But, um, Jesus is the answer. And, um, and, um, Something strange happened after that, Ethel. Um, we had a friend at the Lutheran Church who was also from a Jewish background. I didn't know it at the time. I had spent a lot of time, by the way, kind of denying my Jewish identity uh-huh. uh, just to kind of blend in with the with society. <laughs> because I, 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 I experienced a lot of anti-Semitism growing up, especially from junior high and high school. And um, I just, and being a New York Jew, anywhere you went, you know, people had you pegged already. If they, if they had you, you know, if they knew what you were, what your background was. So, you know, if people didn't like me, I figured, well, get them, if they got to know me, didn't like me, that's okay. But if they just don't like me because of, you know, I happen to be from New York or I happen to be Jewish, um, I thought, well, that's silly. So I spent a lot of time denying my Jewish identity. But as I was getting into into Christianity and I realized the Jewish roots of Christianity, something started to stir in me. And when um, they this couple invited us over to dinner one night and started playing Messianic Jewish music. Oh. And this blew my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can dig it. I can dig it. Right? right? It blew my mind. And... And so we started to search out Messianic Jewish congregations that were close by to us. So um, we found one in uh, that was about a half hour away, and uh, we immediately, as soon as the Torah started coming around, I knew I was I was home. And we spent about seven years in that congregation, Ethel, and and I my my Jewish identity came alive. I, I, I had a much better understanding of who I was, um, a, you know, a Jew and Messiah. And, um, and it just really made all sense. And, and my wife, who is not from a Jewish background, she appreciated it too, because she always felt like, you know, if Jesus was Jewish, she would tell you the story if she was on. If Jesus is Jewish, we're all the Jews. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you. And nobody could answer her questions. So this made perfect sense to her. And, and we learned, we, I mean, we learned, uh, we, we, we just got a great upbringing, not only in the Jewishness of the gospel, but, but the scriptures. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the time that I spent in, in Messianic Judaism. Um, and um, should I continue or do you have a yes, question? Yes, I do me? have a question. Ken, what, <laughs> but I do want to hear the rest of the story. Oh, sure, sure. What did There's your... I'm tell- oh yeah! Oh yes! What did your Jewish family think about your new faith? They were um, <laughs> honestly. They, I think that they the Jesus part didn't didn't bother them so much. Really? But I lived a pretty observant Jewish life. You know, I kept the, we kept the Sabbath. We kept you know we didn't eat pork and shellfish, um, and um, you know. So, and, so and they didn't recognize I, you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly, exactly. Um, and I think it, it really, um, I think they were threatened by that. Uh, and uh, it, it, was, it was a difficult period of relationship oh, with oh my dear. parents at that time. Yeah. All right, well, I know um, that your life went on a different yeah. journey, and I want to hear the rest. Yeah. sure, sure. Okay. So um, we, um, I, I, I left, I, I was... At, at one point, I thought God was going to call me to go into ministry and become a Messianic rabbi, and I started my studies. And at that time, I uh, I I left um, I left a, a job, and I we started a business, uh, my wife and I, and the and the business kind of took over our life because I was I was so busy trying to you know feed my family and keep a roof over our head, and I just I didn't. I didn't know how this was all going to fit. And, and pretty soon we were, um, and there was, there was some things happening in, in the, you know, in, in the congregation that we were a little bit, um, not too happy with. 
and we we soon i i remembered um i remembered being out at the lutheran church and how how much communion was so important to me when we had communion at the lutheran church we used to have it every other week mm-hmm. and i felt like i didn't i i felt like i, I was missing that and um so we went, we, you know, we tried a lot of different churches. We went to an Episcopal church. We went to Ebay. We went to mega churches. We, we just couldn't find a, a home. And then, uh, and then we moved from New York to Indianapolis to be closer to my wife's family. And uh, we bopped around a couple of places. Never really felt like we were, that, that we fit in. And I don't know whether or not it was because I was Jewish or from New York. Um, you know, Midwest is a funny place when you're from New York a little bit. So yeah. it took me about three years to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm, now I fit right in with the mid, in the Midwest, but uh-huh. a while to figure it out. <laughs> um, and one, one day we were, um, and, and my, my wife's mother passed away and, um, we, um, that was a, a big blow because I was very, very close to her, uh, both my wife and I. And she had lived with us for many years and uh, lived through the Messianic Judaism part of our life. And and um, and it, it, she was so open and loving and uh, it, it was fantastic. But, uh, you know, we had a um, she was Catholic and and uh, we had a Catholic funeral for her. And um, and something happened at that at that funeral. Um that I think God planted a seed in my heart. And, and I remember I hearkened back to the days when I was working in Manhattan and I was schlepping, uh, uh, you know, textiles. Uh, I worked in the textile industry for many years. And, during, and in, between the, in, in between the appointments, to just to get a little peace and quiet and, and, you know, get my head straight, I would pop into an open Catholic church and, and just kind of sit in silence. And, and I remembered those times of peace. And uh, we met a couple in Indianapolis, and they, um, you know, we weren't going to church at all, Ethel. Um, and um, they, we met a couple just by chance, you know. I've got, I, I call it God's providence now, but it, it felt like chance. And um, they invited us to, 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 the, to their Catholic church. And I looked at Laura and I said, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't ready. But on the, on the one year anniversary of my mother, my mother-in-law's death, I looked at Flora and I said, let's go to mass. And she looked at me at the, like I had four heads. Okay. <laughs> but I just wanted to honor my mother-in-law, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, so we went to mass at the church that uh, they recommended for us. And it was at the time of consecration during the Mass, if anybody's Catholic or Orthodox, you, you understand what I'm talking about. Um, I had a profound mystical experience with Yeshua at the time of consecration. And I knew when I walked out of that Mass that God was calling me to enter the Catholic Church. Wow. But I also knew, but I also knew that, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, you know, before, when I came home, I said, I think I have to become Catholic, but she said, what are you going to do with all this Jewish stuff? I said, I don't know. I said, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to, that's the question. I went online that (laughs) night and I Googled, I Googled, you know, Jewish Catholics. (laughs) And I found the website for the association of Hebrew Catholics, which is based in St. Louis, which is where I live today. That's incredible because right there, right there, you're saying something most people have never heard of. The fact mm-hmm. that there are Jews who still call themselves Jews who go to Catholic Church. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I was, I was shocked too, believe me. <laughs> so uh, we, we went to, uh, you know, I, I contacted the association and they were very helpful. They gave me some, some information and put me in contact with some people. And, and as I began to, and I, and I read, the, they recommended some books to me. I read the books. And I, you know, as I was reading, I said, this all fits together. I, I, why can't I be just like a Messianic Jew? Why can't I be a Hebrew Catholic, a Jewish Catholic? Wow. And, and, um, and that's exactly what happened. We, uh, about a year later, I came in, I entered the church. 
and um, we've been involved with the uh, Association of Hebrew Catholics uh, ever since, and uh, it's been a it, it's been an interesting experience. I will tell you that my Messianic Jewish days prepared me very very well for what would happen uh, later on, because the uh, you know the, the Hebrew Catholics or Hebrew uh, Jewish Catholics don't uh, don't have the same kind of you know we we kind of blend in we're we're kind of isolated in many ways uh, because uh, there aren't a lot of Jewish Catholics you know not like Messianic Jew Judaism where you have congregations and so on and so forth so um, and was there a little bit of anti-Semitism and a little bit of misunderstanding along oh sure but there's plenty of that in, in in uh, Protestant, you know, in, in non-Catholic circles, too. So, Can I ask a uh, question? Was, yeah. I sure. think I think Catholicism is so understood in, in, in mainstream Christianity and even in Messianic Judaism. And the first question, I think, might, mm-hmm. that might be on a lot of people's minds, because I, I feel ignorant, because I don't really know. Um, how do you reconcile the idea of praying to Mary? And is that... A problem, or is that okay? Or how, how do Messianic Catholics or Hebrew Catholics deal with that? Well, uh, two ways. First of all, um, Catholics don't pray to Mary. We pl- we pray through Mary. Mary is our intercessor, so she we don't pray to her. We pray to God through Mary. Okay, to Jesus through Mary. Gotcha. And and um, the other thing is. Um, She's the quintessential Jewish mother. <laughs> Miriam. <laughs> Miriam, right? <laughs> she, everybody has a Jewish mother. I'm telling you. Christian has a Jewish mother. <laughs> wow. wow. So I have two Jewish mothers. I have one in heaven and I have one here. <laughs> I have to tell you that I'm I'm just so fascinated because I had never heard of this movement before. Are there many Jewish Catholics? Uh, there are, um, but a lot of them, uh, there's a lot of Jewish people who have, uh, there's a lot of Catholics, I should say, who have Jewish ancestry. They, they maybe they, you know, they entered the church centuries ago. Maybe it was a hundred years ago. Uh, and maybe it was just recently, but they, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, you know, DNA. There's a, there's a lot more Jewish DNA among Catholics than one would realize, and a lot of times, it does, you know, people don't feel comfortable. And not until not until the last fifty or sixty years have people felt comfortable saying, "You know what? I'm a Jewish Catholic." You know, my, my family was Jewish, and um, and not only was I Jewish, I am Jewish. I'm a Jewish Catholic, just like just like Paul said. You know, he, even though he he loved uh, Yeshua, he says, "I'm still a Jew." You know, of course. So. This is this is something that um, I think is is very much misunderstood, not only among non-Catholics, but even among a lot of Catholics. But I will tell you, I have I, I've come across a lot of really faithful Catholics who um, who love the Jewish roots of their faith, right? And, and who are who are starving to, um, to to learn more about the Jewishness because if you think about it, the more you know about the Jewishness of the gospel, the Jewishness of Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the, and the apostles, the more you fall in love with Jesus. Mm. It's, just that, it's just that simple, because you can't love what you don't know. Right. <laughs> so, a couple more questions, and then before, before you know it, it's going to be time for the show to end, but this is, this is so oh, fascinating. Okay. Um, so, so, do you still celebrate your, your Jewish holidays? Yes, yes, in the light of Messiah. Amen. So we have we have uh, Yom Kippur, we do Rosh Hashanah, we do pa- uh, Passover Seder. Um, we've had cardinals and priests come to our Passover Seder. Um, it's just, it's been, uh, it's been great. So yes, we keep Shabbat, you know, we have a Shabbat service. In fact, we do, uh, Flora and I uh, run the Havarah groups for the Association of Hebrew Catholics, and we do one on, on, uh, on over the internet now on Zoom. And we um, we celebrate Shabbat. We light the candles. We say the prayers, um, and we study and we pray and we and we uh, we get to know one another and we help each other because 
we're so isolated in many ways. Oh, yeah. Um, that, you know, we're spread out all over the world. So we're trying to build a community within the church because there are many, many uh, people inside the church who have Jewish uh, ancestry. And we come across them a lot. And they don't really know what to do with it. So you know why I'm so you know why I'm so excited to hear all this because I have maintained all along Mm -hmm. that Catholics got a bad rap within Christianity, Mm -hmm. and every time I've heard someone say, "Oh, better pray for them; they're Catholic," I have always said, "You cannot assume that all Catholics don't have." Jesus in their heart. And I told them, I've known many Catholics who were truly born again, and I always get upset when people generalize. And so it's it's wonderful to hear about this, Ken. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's beautiful. So, uh, and, and we've come across a lot of non, uh, non-Jewish Catholics who love the Jewishness of their faith, and who love the Jewishness of, of Yeshua and Miriam and and, and Yosef and, and all of the, the first apostles, they're just fascinated by it. And, and again, it, they, 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 learn, they fall in love with, with Yeshua in a much deeper mm. and more profound way when they understand where Christianity and Catholicism come from. Wow. So well, it, it's, that's, what we're, that's what the AAC is all about. That's, that's wonderful. So before we conclude, if anybody wants to look this up and find out more information, can you just tell us what that website is? Yes, it's HebrewCatholic.net. That's easy enough, HebrewCatholic.net. <laughs> HebrewCatholic.net. Well, I think it's incredible, and you know, you can teach them to say oy vey and mazel tov, and it's, it's all good, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Well, Ken, it is just wonderful. I, I wish that there was more time, but that's all we have for right now, but... I am so very glad that we reconnected and how wonderful to see how God is working in your life and just know that you guys are in my thoughts and prayers and I, I love what God's doing in your life and I'm I'm really excited and I hope that you come on the air again sometime and tell me more. Just invite me. I'll uh, be happy to join you. Okay? All right. I'll do that. Well, <laughs> okay. God bless you. Thank you so much and shalom for now. Shalom. That was my interview with Ken Wilsker. I hope you enjoyed it. And let us remember that we are all one in Messiah. So I hope that you listened to this interview with an open mind and that any preconceived ideas or judgments that you had about Catholics would be thrown out the window. We are one in Messiah. So this was very informative for me, and I hope it was for you as well. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. And now it's time for the Aaronic Benediction with Phil Klein. Yesadonai Panamalecha Yasimlecha Shalom Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. <laughs>